Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. It is that time of year, man. It is paddling time. <laughs> it is. Paddling, it is. camping, you name it. Rescue time. No swimming time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everywhere on uh, social media this past week, uh, everything's camping. Yeah. Camping, paddling. Yeah, it's really starting to fishing. blow to the water. Yeah. And uh, we we keep covering the safety aspect of it. And uh, and that's become evident and clear. Uh, well, I've only noticed so far Algonquin Park, but there's been a few rescues due to hypothermia so far. Yep. So people are getting out there. It's an, it's spring is here. It's time to go paddling. But people are uh, are running into unfortunate situations and conditions and, and uh, dealing with hypothermia. It's not a good thing. No. 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 They got to be safe out there and stay in the boat. Mm-hmm. Keep the open side up as it were. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all all social media platforms mm-hmm. this past week has been a lot, like all here up in Canada, it's been the, yeah. the long weekend, You right? see a lot of people are finally getting out to his first trips of the spring. Well, especially like there was, uh, there was some guys that were out uh, last week. Uh, just right at first ice out, right at, mm-hmm. you know, when the, because the park delayed, uh, well, I, 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 unfairly Algonquin Park gets most of our attention because it's local, it's the crown jewel of Ontario. But like there's, I've heard stories of people elsewhere, south and out west, and there's a lot of people getting out on the water and uh, it's just that, it's that time of year, it was the May 2-4 weekend. It, it's and, almost like uh, the last day of school for kids. Yes. That weekend hits and everybody's out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm seeing pictures of people camping and, you know, a bunch of them sitting under tarps. Yeah. In other sections, it's uh, a nice sunny day. Yeah. It was was hit or miss wherever you went. Exactly. Right. Uh, Camper Christina. Oh, did you see? She went up to Tomogamy. Oh, she got skunked. It was like still ice. Yeah. She, so she had to turn around and come back. Well, no, she, she's camped there for the night at, at Finlayson. Yes. And then she went else to another to spot. Killarney, uh, I think. Dave Wilfong told her another lake to go oh, to. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Up there. And, uh, so yeah, she ended, she ended up getting up yeah. there and, um, I but saw yeah. there her video and her pictures and it's like, no way. It's still like, it's yeah. not just a little bit. Oh no. It was, it was yeah. a lot of ice. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you can only go so far before you yeah. start finding ice again. It's, exactly. It's not gone all over the province, right? <laughs> um, there were a lot of fishing pictures. There was a lot of fish eaten this weekend. Yes, absolutely. Like, I don't know how many pictures I saw of people eating fish. Mm-hmm. Trout especially. Yeah. You know, the brookies and, and stuff like that. Like, unbelievable. And there's oh, some yeah. really nice looking fish mm-hmm. they were catching. But, I mean, yeah. Like I say, it's that time of year where everybody's just just chomping at the bit to get out of it, get out, get on the water. You know, get out on, but I mean, you know, even some of the, the photos are showing of the campsites and stuff. It's mud. Yeah. It's the, the conditions aren't that great, but anytime you can get out into the backcountry, it's a nice time, right? Yeah. Do some hikes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's great. Now, unfortunately I was doing the, we we're doing some stuff around the house and that, so I was still stuck on getting that sort of stuff done. So, but, uh, this weekend coming, I'm, I'm out, uh, for an overnighter, um, with a few people. So. Yeah, that'll be that'll be something to look forward to. I don't know if I'm taking my fishing gear. Probably, I probably will. Who am I kidding? Um, <laughs> I'll take my fishing gear, but I, I think it's going to be canoes now, not not kayaks. Okay. We're supposed to get out in the kayaks. Oh but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it's going to be canoes now, and um, possibly an area that I've never been to before. So we'll check that out as well. Cool. We will update after 
I guess on next week's show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll do some little bit of canoeing and some fishing and sit around a campfire. Hopefully, it's nice weather. Yeah, I, I've been doing a lot of work outside and it's been nice while I'm doing it <laughs> and I don't want to now have some free time and yeah. sit under a tarp yeah. getting soaking wet. Yeah. I just, yeah, <laughs> that's just not happening. <laughs> so to all the weather gods out there. Yes, please buddy, listen. Friends, pals of mine, uh, some nice weather would be fantastic. I don't mind the bugs. I mean. You deal with it. Yeah. You deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and growing up, when I grew up in Moosonee, you know, and stuff like that, yeah. like, those are bugs. And now, you know, you get down here, yeah, you, there's enough bugs, but you deal with it and you just live with it. Um, get a bug jacket if it's that bad. Get some 100% DEET. <laughs> I think I've actually got an old Deep Whiz off that's 99%. I bought some down, when I did the, uh, when we were down the States in the, in the White Mountains over, uh, in February, uh, we hit one of those, uh, mountain warehouse stores or whatever. And, uh, I bought myself some permethrin yep. and some hundred percent DEET and, uh, it's stuff that you can't buy in Canada. So it's yeah. like, woohoo. So I'm excited about that. Well, the permethrin clothing's coming out now. Yes. Did we, did we talk about that already? Um, I've seen the commercials. We talked about spraying the clothing down. Yeah. And then letting it dry. And it's like, you know, you, know, you got to watch when you spray your dogs and whatever. Because yeah, they can't, it, your dogs can't lick themselves or lick their fur while it's still moist My on their fur. My dog could lick himself. <laughs> 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 but you have to let it dry before it can touch the skin. Yeah. So, and so this, well, now clothing, this clothing is, coming, is out. coming out, right? And uh, did they say how many washes before it goes away? No. Yeah. See, it will wash out. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I, I think the people that know what permethrin is mm-hmm. are asking these questions. Yeah. So. The people who don't know what it is are going, oh my God, yeah. the clothing has <laughs> stuff right in it and yeah. it'll never get eaten by yeah. bugs ever, ever, ever again. And it's a perfect deterrent to like, so if I'm going to be hosing down my socks and, and some, and my pants, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hose down some socks, shoes and pants and shirts and stuff like that. Keep the bugs away. But I'm thinking down by the ankle areas and stuff for ticks, like it, it, uh, the permethrin is supposed to be great to keep animals away, the ticks away from you. Right. Well, speaking of ticks, um, we had a little chit chat. We were over at, uh, my sister-in-law's for my brother-in-law's birthday. Uh, on the weekend and we're sitting there talking about stuff and somebody mentioned about ticks and I just went in this long thing. I told them about Powassan virus and the, the, the virus that doesn't allow you to digest proteins <laughs> and deer <laughs> yeah. ticks and Texas. It's scaring your family. The, yeah. All these different types of ticks and everything <laughs> that can go around. And they had this mortified look on their face cause they're like, <laughs> Well, they bite you and they stick in and you can get Lyme disease. Oh, Lyme disease is just the tip of the iceberg, let me tell you. Let me tell you. And I did. (laughs) I don't think they're going out ever again. (laughs) They are all working from home now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I mean, it's it's not really anything to joke about, but we do. Uh, I I posted a picture of a NASA spacesuit because... (laughs) I have seen, I mean, talking about social media, so many photos over the last week of people I even know finding ticks on them, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I was 
you know, looking through and I found one in my hair, I found one in my kid, I found one in my dog or, you know, there was one on my back and whatnot. And, um, yeah, there's so many of these things going on now. And it's just like, I posted a picture of an old Nassau spacesuit (laughs) saying, yeah, from, (laughs) you know, like one one more thing and this is what I'm going out (laughs) outside and it's one of these spacesuits. Uh, yeah. I also made the comment on that we were talking on there and, uh, I said, I'm fully expecting the next, um, headline to read this tick bites you and your penis falls off. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where it's getting to. Right. So yeah, you, you don't know what's coming up next. There's all these viruses and all these diseases that you're catching from these tiny little, little bugs that you might even know. And, and the point is, is you're getting paranoid of it now too. Like I'm outside work and we're hauling away this, uh, old garden shed, tearing it down. And, you know, I'm hauling like 10 wheelbarrows full of, um, dirt to, cause we're building a little wall back there now to, to shore everything up. Right. That, uh, the, the shed's been doing for the last yeah. 18 years sort of thing. <laughs> and, um, so the sweat's going down your back and. You're sitting there and not moving. And then all of a sudden one bead of sweat drips down. And you're thinking there's something on your back. Oh, something's do I, crawling. Do I got anything on my back? You're lifting your <laughs> shirt up and, you know, and, okay, oh my God, just stop. <laughs> well, it might be a tick or an army of ticks. Or a spider. Or a spider. Oh, that's worse. It could be a snake. Uh, yeah. And you're, you're getting paranoid because you're, you're under the trees and you're in the dirt and yeah. you're in the long grass and. You know, it's all these things that say, watch out when you're here and watch out when you're there. And this is where they're going to be. And that's, and you're right in the middle of all that. And then you're thinking, well, no, I'm, I'm, you know what? It's in my own backyard. Yeah. And then somebody says, yeah, I was mowing my grass and I came in the house and this was crawling up my leg. Okay. Well, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I give up. I'm going to go get me a space suit. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's, um. They're becoming mm. more prevalent. I think the media is seeing it more. It's there. It's becoming, and it's just because of the seriousness of what you can, what you can catch from from the ticks, you know, mm-hmm. Lyme disease or you know the Powassan virus or or uh, what is it, the Rocky Mountain spotted fever, yeah, the, and Q fever, the, the one that what's the one, and uh, what's the one that makes you uh, allergic to? Oh, the meat and proteins and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name of that one. I just know what it does. Yeah. So there's just, it's ridiculous. It's like, there's some serious consequences. Yeah. And so like the, all these things have been around for years, but I think just the, the prevalence and the, the number of reports now that's coming out, it's just, it's really starting to warm up in the media. Oh, definitely. And uh, people are definitely starting to take it more mm-hmm. serious now. You know, I mean, even though it was coming out a few years back, they yeah. just weren't, it didn't seem people were taking it, especially medical and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, as serious as they are now, mm-hmm. you know, now it's becoming, and, and it's everywhere. I mean, yeah. even, we, even us, we're, we're hearing it on the radio yeah. that Durham region has yes. like bad yeah. cases of ticks. Mm-hmm. They're like everywhere. Well, check your dog. If you take them yeah. up to the, the, cause we have the conservation area just North of here, which yeah. has the big dogs free, mm-hmm. the leash free area for the dogs to run. Yeah. And they say, when you get back into your car, make sure you check yeah, your dog. Get a check. You know, it's everywhere. So. Hmm. I have, uh, I have these Google, like the, the Google news thing, the little searches. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you post stories. You, so I have, uh, whatever it's ticks, bacteria, Lyme, something, some, a search like that. So I, in the last couple of years, as we started doing stories on ticks, I'd get a story once a month or something. 
I'm getting it daily now. Yeah. Like there's new stories being written every day and it's like, I'm, I'm not even reading them all anymore. There's just too many. <laughs> well, and that's why I say, I mean, it's, it's easy to get paranoid yeah. about it, you know? Uh, well, you had said you, you knew somebody that who's... I didn't know them, but I saw their story. Oh, so, saw their story. Yeah. So there was two of these stories that I get through Google. One was, uh, it was a four-year-old who, the mother said she did a full check of them and uh, didn't see anything. But then the next day, there was like this dark spot in his uh, lower eyelashes. So she looks closer and it's a little tiny tick who's latched on in between hairs on his eyelashes. Wow. And uh, I saw a story today where a mother found a small tick inside the ear well of her four or five-year-old. I heard heard some, well, somebody was telling me about one of them that, yeah, they had, somebody had to go in for surgery because the doctor had to pull, a tick was down in, in the, the ear oh, and wow. they had to do surgery to remove it. Huh. And we said, oh, wow, man. Yeah. Like I say, it's getting to the point where I don't want to go out anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Once they start with water ticks, man, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just done. Yeah. So anyway, so that's, yeah, so all that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the, the thing is, is with, uh, like you can prepare yourself mentally and, and gear wise and physically for like, you know, bears. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to watch out for any air, areas where. Because they're big. You can see them coming. Exactly. So you can, you can possibly do something with it, the, but ticks are just like. You know, you can have it on your, you can have it on your leg or something without yep. you even knowing it if it's small enough and it could be there for days before you realize yeah. it, right? And then, whoop. You know. Well, I was out West. I had one in the back of my leg. I had no clue. And then one morning I just scratched and there was something, what the heck's that? And I look back and there's this thing sticking on my leg. I'm like, hello. <laughs> I, I had no clue yeah. at that point what a tick even was. Yeah. And that would be 25, 35 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, they've been along around that long yeah, at least. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, but now it's just like, and you know what? It's not so much the point that they're on you or biting you or that you can catch something. It's the fact that they're burrowing into you. Burrowing That's in. the icky part. That's <laughs> yes. the part that gets me is the fact that they're, you know, they're not just biting. You're thinking ripping of, out a chunk. It's like you're imagining something from like Star Wars. Aliens. Or Star Trek. Or this thing's going to burst out. It's going to crawl in my leg and burst out my yeah. guts. <laughs> How many times have you seen a horror movie where you see the worms or something crawling under somebody's yeah. skin and they're starting to freak out? It's like, oh. It's like Con where they go in the helmet yeah. and into his ears. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't want none of that. Work ourselves uh, up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Panic. This will be our last show because I'm not paddling ever again. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the outside world. Nasty. Uh, there's also a whole lot of local paddling going on, I've noticed. There is, yeah. There's lots of groups getting out. We're seeing yeah. lots of that on social media. Uh, Duffins Creek here in Ajax. Uh, a lot of people were heading up and down there. It doesn't. I don't think the big blockage is there this year. No one's mentioned anything about it. What? 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 There's the big blockage at, um, just as you go, just clear the marsh yep. at, in Duffins Creek here, heading up from Rotary Park. Okay. Uh, you go up into the river proper there. There's, uh, always this big blockage that, um. Like, like debris and debris, stuff? Debris, uh, logs and mm. stuff that's all come down over the winter. Yeah. I don't paddle in the area, so I yeah. don't know. And yeah, it, from the pictures and the people going, like they say, they're going like 10 kilometers up. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that big thing isn't there this year. <laughs> so yeah, no one's mentioning it at all. So I, I huh. guess that, that's pretty cool. That's, that's big. Uh, a lot of people are going, uh, along the shore, they go from Ajax to Pickering. Yeah. They paddle Frenchman's Bay, 
But it's yeah, the, the Pickering at the at the end of Liverpool Frenchman's Bay in Pickering, there's a chip truck. <laughs> so people will go from Rotary Park in Ajax, yeah. paddle over to the chip truck. Yeah. Way over yeah. in Pickering, like to a total different town, <laughs> have chips from the chip truck <laughs> and paddle all the way back. Awesome. <laughs> they're apparently that good. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. Uh so yeah, they're they're doing that. And they're yeah, paddling around Frenchman's Bay and stuff like that, seeing all the boats and mm-hmm. Everything's, like I said, gearing up for summer, right? Yes. It's still, it's yes. still spring. I've seen people paddling up and around Port Hope. A uh, few reports going up through that way, mm-hmm. right? And on the Black River, people have been up through there, different spots, Sutton and Keswick, stuff like that. Um, not sure about the Rouge. I've last I heard the Rouge was pretty flooded and you couldn't even get down to the parking lot. So just too high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, you'd have to launch somewhere else. Yeah. Or haul your boats down mm-hmm. and that's quite the, I don't know if you've been there, but there's quite that big hill that comes down. I've never paddled that area. I've never even yeah. driven that area. I don't know. I've been down there. Yeah. It's, it's a nice steep hill going down. Oh, yeah? It'd be one thing to take a boat down there. I wouldn't want to be bringing it back up. <laughs> Picture a really crappy portage, but smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> steep, but smooth. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I haven't heard anything about the Rouge. Now I know there's the paddle, the Rouge in a few weeks. I think that's oh, yes. June. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully it's, it's, uh, get some news before then. Toronto Islands and Harbor Front. I know there's still some high water there, a bit of flooding and stuff like yeah. that. And, uh, I did see pictures of the carp. The carp are getting busy. Are they? It's that time of year. <laughs> Big carps making little carps. <laughs> uh, and of course, massive, massive carp. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we go out here at Rotary Park there and it's a bit shallow in spots and you disturb them. And they hammer the side of your boat. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I've had, I have them bouncing off the canoe. I've had them bouncing off the kayak. That's wild. They're massive. So why are they attacking? Well, they're not. They're just trying to get away. Oh. But it's shallow. Just, and yeah. Got it. You know, you, okay. s- you spook them mm-hmm. and they, they just run right into your boat. <laughs> and you're just like, what the? You think yeah. you hit something, yeah. right? And uh, then you see all those swirls and all that. But people, they fish for them and, and eat them. Yeah. I've always known them as bottom feeders. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? But, I mean, there's catfish in there as well, and people will yeah. you know, take their little, take their canoes and stuff out, and or right from shore. Yeah. And they'll fish for them. And they're big. Yeah, but they eat know? all the dead bodies. Shh. <laughs> people aren't supposed to know that's where we hide them. <laughs> but we used to do the night fishing where you just prop your rod on the shore. Yeah. And then you cast way out. And just wait for something. And just wait for something to take it. And then pff, you get some nice catfish at night, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> That used to be a lot of fun. You just sit there and do that. Uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of local paddling going on right now as well. Yes. Yeah. Which is really nice. And the other thing, well, two other things I've seen a lot of on social media uh, this past week, a lot of uh, whitewater rafting. Yes. And a lot of it is um, um, goof ups. Oh, and yeah. wipeouts. Well, and, of course, you're going to cover yeah. that. Oh, that's, that's pretty much all I'm seeing, yeah. you know. But I've seen a lot too for from MKC. Quite a few people yeah. that we know have are doing spring courses up to MKC. Yes. MKC has a bunch of those uh, uh, discounted spring uh, courses, 200 bucks off for five-day yeah. training. And so, Get ready so for I've summer. seen quite a few people that are up there now and, and running these courses and getting trained up for the season. Yeah. And, well... Tis the season. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Well, you get, yeah, it's nice high water now, so you're getting into it. And yeah. Then, now, somebody posted one. Somebody was in a, 
a kayak, um, a little playboat there. And of course they're playing in all the waves and stuff, but they hit this one massive wave, And it was bigger than that, like massively bigger than them. You're talking up at Matawaka? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was up that way. Yeah. Yeah. Or on that stretch of river. They did say that the there's, there's certain sections of the river that they've closed because the water is too high currently. And yeah. the, the the head dam, they've, they're releasing more than normal because they're trying to get rid of floodwaters. It looked like if I were to be able to drive on the water in my F-150, these waves were bigger yeah. than my truck. <laughs> like they were massive. And these guys just goes ripping into it and he just... It just, he just gets lost in it. Oh yeah. Wow. And then the guys are waiting there and then all of a sudden the camera just pans way down the river and dudes popping up out of the water. <laughs> and we're like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> you sir are crazy. <laughs> um, but I'm seeing a lot of the whitewater rafting stuff where people are coming down and they're all paddling and they're hitting this. And then all of a sudden they hit this one wave and all of a sudden, one guy's left. <laughs> the rest of them are just scattered, man. Just Pull the ejection seat. <laughs> I didn't know a big raft like that could fold in half and then spring back out like that. Yeah. Imagine that. That's pretty cool. There's lots of uh, entertainment that way. Yes. And dragon boats, it, I think. It, it looks like this is the time of year that the dragon boat teams start uh, training. Well, it's uh, time to start practicing, right, for the big races. And, yeah. And uh, I've, I only did it a couple times, but it was like, oh, okay, this is too much for me. Because they get out there and they hammer. So it's like you have to be in top shape if you want to compete, right? So they got to start early. I'm sure a lot of them were training all winter. It's uh, dragon boat racing is something completely different. And I, uh, I thought I'd like it, but... Uh, it's too much work. You got to be quite the team player and <laughs> yes. a lot of energy. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm seeing Singapore and Vancouver are the two I see the most. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are those are two I see the most. But even Brighton, where the Big Apple is here in yep. Tr- in, in Ontario, yeah. Apparently, they've even got a dragon boat team. Wow, that uh, goes bopping. So, hmm. yeah, you know what? I mean, seeing these guys, and if you start if you start watching these guys dragon boat racing, yeah. Wow. I know it's crazy. Oh, well you saw, I don't, I don't know if it was dragon boat racing, but I sent you a video and it was like a 25 man canoe or something. And, uh, they all started hammering all at the same time. And honestly, I, I think I could have water skied behind them. They're going so oh, fast. Just, yeah, they just go it so like, fast. Look at them go. Did you, did I just find that one or did you send me that one where they were in, where they do it in the canals with the cur- with the curves? I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We looked and at they, that one night. And, yeah. They're and colliding with the edges and yeah, breaking this nose because, of the canoe off. And yeah, <laughs> they, they try to to steer. All of a sudden, everybody moves to the one side and yeah. starts paddling the one side to make the curve. <laughs> some of them make it just, and some of them just yeah. don't make it at just all. Just hammer into the wall. Yeah. At some point, they're just holding their hands up going, ah, we're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, just watching some of that. But yeah, yeah the power. Mm-hmm. You see these guys going and... Uh, um, I saw one, there was a big dragon head on it or something on the front of it and they're all paddling and somebody's like sprawled out on top of this head, leaning forward. Yeah. Right. So like trying to do the Superman looking thing and you just see this boat just go into town <laughs> and you're just like, wow. Just, yeah, the power and the speed, those things. Yeah. When you get a team together and you're all just hitting the All rhythm, working in unison. Yeah. Just perfect timing yeah. and all that and the speed that you can get with that. That's like, that's, that's something it's to see. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, don't count me in on that. Because, <laughs> you know, okay, so who messed up? I just put my hand up automatically <laughs> at that one. Yeah, it probably me. may not have been, but, you know, I'll take one for the team, you know. Yeah, it's it's. I've been seeing a whole lot of that as well. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, our social media, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's everything that's happening on social media yeah. over the last week. Well, it's, it's, and it, it's, it's cool because year. everybody, and it's all fresh stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff that we've been dealing with over the winter has been like, here's what I did last year, and here's what I did in the fall, and yeah, here's what yeah, I did yeah. last summer, and I can't I wait to do that my again. Trip this report out. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what it's been. And now all of a sudden it's like, you're sitting there thinking, well, nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, boom, everybody's yeah. back, and there's this happening, and they did this, and we did that, and we're here, and we're there. And it's really cool to see that everybody's. You say it, it's the last day of school and everybody's just that <laughs> yes. last, that last bell yeah, rang exactly. and everybody's out the door and, yeah. and gone. Right. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, you got some updates. I do. You got some explaining to do. Yes, I do. Alrighty. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So, Derek, yes. last week we spilled the proverbial beans. Yes, we. I've been keeping it quiet, but now we're uh, we're uh, full blown. We've uh, cranked out, cranked up the social media machine, and uh, we are uh, we're pushing and talking about the forty over forty tackle, the meanest link. So the four over forty. Yeah, what did I say? Forty. There's Four, not going to be that many of us. 40 over 40. There's 40 of you. <laughs> <laughs> the four over 40 tackle yes. the meanest link. Yes. Because all you old geezers. I know. I know. I can't even keep my thoughts straight. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing the meanest link. Yeah. Now we've talked about uh, the meanest link and stuff like that. People that have done it. But we haven't talked to it from a personal side. A personal organizational logistic nightmare per se. <laughs> Nightmare. Yes. Yes. So I just put a couple of points here. You got to I've just gave you a couple of points. Yeah. We'll uh, take a peek at. Uh, so how are preparations coming along? Uh, we're, we're, we're in crunch time now. We're just, uh, we're just less than two weeks remaining mm-hmm. before we, uh, we uh, launch. Um, for the most part, I think I don't see any concerns. We're just trying to we're trying to nail down what the weather, closer to what the weather's going to be like. Like we're trying to, or I'm, I'm doing up the gear list. Uh, Johnny and Grant are working heavy on the food and the food and the meal stuff. And so uh, Grant was, has been, it's incredible what he's put together for food. He's, he's has a, a vacuum packer. He's been 
cooking, uh, doing pulled chicken, and he's been putting together a whole meal plan for us. He, the the stuff that the work that Grant's put into it. Uh, Got to say, I appreciate the 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 workload that he's taken on. I uh, I'm pretty impressed. I would have just gone out and bought a whole bunch of. Uh, mountain house uh, freeze dried <laughs> meals and be good with it right yeah but uh yeah so he's gone to great lengths for meal and food uh, planning prep and he's uh he's well on his way he's like i think 99 percent there uh we're uh me and johnny are gonna go up uh like a day or two ahead and uh get ready to do uh arrange for uh food drops Right. So we're, uh, Randy Mitson is going to drop a couple packs of food for us. Like we're, we're, there's going to be two drops. And, uh, so, you know, he's going to keep stuff frozen or whatever ready for us. And then like a day before our estimated uh, arrival, they'll be, he'll be monitoring our, our, uh, uh, spot tracker and he'll know when we're approaching. So he'll know when the food will be nice and fresh. Won't have to sit out in the sun or anything like that. And that's Randy Mitson of Algonquin Outfitters. That is correct. Yeah. So thanks, Randy, for uh, stepping up and helping us out there. It's uh, it's it's nice to have somebody willing to support you. So Algonquin Outfitters has really stepped up and uh, and logistically and otherwise they're really supporting us on this uh, Minus Link run. It it is their designed uh, their designed trip they've yep. put together, and uh, so it's uh, it's nice to uh, be chatting with Gord and Randy about uh, the logistics and. And past people who have done it, and you know, there's a huge resource was the Minus Link webpage at AO, so that's that's helped a lot. But as far as our own logistics, like we're uh, we've kind of had ideas from other people, but we're kind of putting this together on our own, and and uh, like for meal planning and food planning, and you know, like uh, Grant's even knocking it down right down to like uh, camp duties, like you know. This person's setting up the tent while this person's cooking the meal and another person is making water and, you know, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a, a well-oiled machine, hopefully. So we'll see how long that goes. So how long that goes. <laughs> Day three, out the window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, the logistics of it. And I got to admit, I'm a little bit nervous. It's uh, It's a huge endeavor. And uh, you're talking, well, total 420 kilometers, and that's water travel and portages. Right. Largest portage is over five clicks, which is the Dixon Bonfield portage. Yep. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll be thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, there's, there's a lot of challenges on this route. So I think some of the bigger challenges will be that we're trying to get wrapper heads around is uh, the biggest river, which is, you know... A, a day or two travel going against the, the the flow of water. Oh, the Big East, yeah. And then the Dixon Bonfield Portage, which is a massive portage, but I've never done that. I've always said that I would never do it, and uh, huh, it turns out I'm going to be doing it. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm not so excited with that because I've uh, that's one of the one portage that I've always been avoiding. But now I'll, I'll be able to say that I have that under my belt. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But when it comes down to it, though, logistics, like with the with some of the stuff that's still sort of in the air, like we've nailed down all the food and food drops and snacks and who's doing what and when and where. Right. But uh, when it comes to weather and preparation, like uh, we keep we all keep noticing these stories of people being rescued from the backcountry Algonquin because of suffering from hypothermia and stuff. We we're we're gonna 
at all costs, avoid anything like that, of course. You're We're going to avoid be, being a stat. Yes. No statistics here. We managed to avoid being a statistic for the presidential traverse and uh, in the White Mountains, and we want to do the same here, right? But it's... Uh, so... As it, as we get closer, things still are starting to warm up, but the lakes are still cold. The rivers are yeah. still cold. So we're trying to figure out what kind of clothing are we going to wear when we walk the Big East for two days, right? Or more. It depends on how long it takes us. Like we're going to try and put, pull off long days to get through that section, right? It's, right. The, the fewer time on that section is, I'll be happier with that. So we're, you know, like dry pants and booties and neoprene or wetsuits or, so we're trying to nail down some of the logistics just to, you don't want to carry too much gear, especially if uh, Big East is on the, uh, in, within the first few days. And uh, then for the remainder of the time, you don't want to be carrying, you know, a dry suit and neoprene, you know, Farmer Johns and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's all that extra weight that you're not going to need, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know what, though? Like, if you could maybe even pass that off at Rain Lake to Randy. This is true. This right? is true, yeah. So you can, we can, you know, stash a bunch of stuff. And, and even if we come back to it after the fact, then uh, we can always, yeah, offload some weight there, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so that is a possibility. that We have thought we, we, we have thought about that. But it's uh, it's one of those things, do you really want to stash some expensive gear that may disappear or animals get at or who knows what, right? Yeah, I would, I, the only way I'd be doing that is leaving it with somebody. Yes, yeah, and so that's hard. That's hard too. Like uh, we don't know if we'll actually be able to physically meet up with Randy when he does the food drop in Rain Lake. It's typically the, what they do is he would uh, be there whatever time of day he can do it, and it would sit like maybe twenty four hours waiting for us in the bush, or hanging from a tree or whatever, right? Yeah, unless he's got time off and he can actually meet up and, with and meet you, up right? with us in person, which would yeah. be perfect. So. Which would be perfect, yeah. Because all we got to do is, uh, you know, as we hit the put in or whatever at Rain Lake, then if he's in there waiting for us or if he's able to paddle part way, so it's uh, it's one of those logistical things that uh, we still have to work out with Randy. He's the expert. He's done food drops before, so we're going to yeah. rely on his expertise. Yeah, he's a good one to uh, to do that with. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to get Huntsville. I mean, you're passing Huntsville to get into Oxtongue Lake too, yeah. right? Yeah. So you just drop it off to him there and then he can mm-hmm. bring it up and around. Yeah. It's a lot shorter by car than it is Oh, by. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so gear prep. Now, is there stuff that you usually take on a trip that you're you're definitely... Well, you know, we debated that. Like one thing we we talked about is because of the the length of time and the work involved and the long days we've thought about you know like do we carry like we're and uh, i think i'm going to bring a chair a camp chair like one of those ultralights the helinox okay they, they don't weigh much they take up minimal room but you know what if it means i'm not going to be sitting on a log or a rock it's uh it one it's one of those luxury items they think to yourself yeah like i have no plans on I, I keep waffling. I keep thinking, do I bring fishing gear? Do I not bring fishing gear? I'm still undecided. If I do bring fishing gear, I'm going to go pick up one of those micro uh, expanding fishing poles. Oh, you need a foldable. Yeah. yeah. I have a foldable, but I what I want is I'm going to I'm going to buy a different better one that comes in its own case and stuff like that. Because I'm I th- I'm thinking that it might be nice to it might be a nice treat middle of the day, you know, have yourself a nice uh, shore launch or something of fish and Oh yeah, definitely. You know, Definitely, if you manage that. Yeah, but uh, it's I don't know if for the most part it's uh, 
there's a lot of luxury items that we're not going to bring, right? It's, it's most of the stuff we're going to be bringing is going to be uh, like stuff that could be considered emergency gear, right? Like, uh, you know, a couple tarps, like we're thinking like, a, you know, a gear pack per canoe, with like tarps and fire starter and stuff like that. You, you know, it's one of those... Uh, one of those in the event of something goes wrong then you'll have some safety gear to get ashore and get a fire going and warm up and right whatever right we want to be self-sufficient we don't want to rely on rescue that's the last thing we want to do so we're planning it down and we're getting all the guys together to make sure that we have all these details nailed right so like i said we don't want to become a statistic yeah that uh probably not a good idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean so i mean i think the cold water is the only real the only issue real you've concern. got to contend with like there's a concern that of cold nights and and rain and stuff like that yeah, but but you're you gonna be in, I'm, I'm bringing my uh my winter sleeping bag my minus yeah. 33 bag and um i'm gonna have uh changes of clothes that are gonna be always dry just in case right mm-hmm. so it's one of those things it's like you never dip into the dry clothes and unless you have to and so i'll have a pair that a set of clothes that um i'll wear during the day and and hopefully they dry overnight but they're going to go on the next day because y- you want to keep your dry clothes dry right yeah yeah so bring extra socks yeah, yeah. Well, as we're earlier, as as we're uh, preparing for this segment, I was shopping on Amazon for uh, for uh, waterproof socks. Waterproof socks, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, is are you you guys are of course chit chatting uh, as it goes constantly. Along. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you guys doing as a whole to prepare for this? Or is everybody sort of just getting ready on their own? So logistically, we we were we had wanted to do a uh, a weekend trip, and we were hoping it was going to happen like this month. And we wanted to all get out, test gear, try stuff out, see what is you know whatever, right? But we just nobody was all available at the same time, and the most we could get together was two people at a time, right? Right. So. Hopefully we can, we're all going to, I'm, me and Johnny are going to go up probably Friday night and, uh, do some prep work and stuff like that and organize and sit down and chat around the campfire. And, uh, then Saturday, everybody else shows up. And so all day Saturday, we're going to, we're going to get together and, and pack and repack and see what we should or shouldn't bring and then stash everything else in the, in the cars. Right. Right. So that's, that's one of those last minute things that. Unfortunately, we have to do because we couldn't get together for pre-trip for, uh, you know, to to test out gear and stuff and test out ideas. Well, I don't think a lot of people do that. Well, no. As nice as it would be to do that. Yes, so you get, correct. You, you know, you're starting out on, correct. on the same page yeah. sort of thing. But, See, uh, the, one of the things too is uh, it, what would have been nice is uh, like I've gone camping with these guys, but I've never gone canoeing with these guys. Right. I've never paddled with any of these guys before, right? So it was one I, I was thinking it might be nice just to, but you know, I, I know them well enough now that I guess it's not that important because I know the chemistry is good. Yeah, I spent, you know, multiple days in the mountains with these guys, uh, you know, doing the presidential traverse and all the prep work and camping and hiking, getting ready for the presidential traverse. So it was, uh, I already know that the chemistry is right. We, it's a good group of guys. We all get along. So that that's not a concern. It really just comes down to... Uh, weight and right. the weather right so we don't know if we're going to get rain the entire time right yeah who knows it's possible it's spring man exactly it's unpredictable so what are you thinking a uh, food barrel a big pack and a day pack in each canoe 
Yes, something like that. At well, least? Yeah, so there there has to be the uh, uh, go bag, uh, like uh, as John Van Barrier would call it, an oh shit kit. Yeah. So we're going to have one of those, and that's going to be something that you can quickly jump out even if you lose everything else, at least you have that. Right. And you can uh, race ashore and, and if it's really cold or whatever. And then, so then there's going to be the food barrel, one per canoe, and then a, a canoe pack, one per canoe, right? So it's, we are hoping to uh, to pare down the weight a lot better, but we, uh, we're packing a lot of uh, heavier food and bigger food than we expected. Yeah, I was looking at a few things there uh, that he's got on this this there's the picture and you start looking at it mm-hmm. it's got a couple things of like peanut butter and yeah there's a couple jars of bean butter mustard and, and stuff mayonnaise like that. and so we're not worried about stuff spoiling because of the cold weather yeah but uh it's it's a lot of extra weight <laughs> it is and i there's a, a couple other things that you saw on the that you were telling me there's on the list it's it sounds like there's gonna be big breakfasts and stuff like that and yes my main yeah. concern with that would be you're losing an hour to an hour and a half doing those big breakfasts. I have the same concern, uh, but the boys are saying that it's uh, it's important to start off the day, get that energy going and stuff like that first thing in the morning. And what they're talking, I was just chatting with them a little while ago. They're saying that, you know what, one guy's going to be cooking. You, get, you need time to break the tents down and pack yeah. everything up. So somebody's cooking and making... Uh, making eggs and coffee and another guy's breaking down the tent another guy's packing everything in into the bags for get rid of the canoes and by the time everything's packed and in the canoes we can quickly eat and so that it's uh, logistically you're not wasting that much time but it's still there's going to be some there's going to be some time suck oh definitely definitely and right? hopefully as as good as that sounds on paper <laughs> yeah exactly. putting that into into practice, practice correct is is something else. yeah hopefully you know what hopefully you guys are able to get in routine and that's exactly yes. how it works yeah because it's yeah. a lot of mileage because if, if it doesn't if you're sitting there doing an hour hour and a half for breakfast every morning yeah seven days there's an there's an extra you're losing a day that's a whole day of yeah. paddling you've yeah. just spent eating breakfast exactly i'm, I'm one of those person, people unfortunately that i'll get up i'll put on a pot of water and that's my coffee or my hot chocolate or whatever yeah. and my oatmeal in the morning and i'm gone yeah you know, a, a quick bowl of hot oatmeal and I'm out the door, you know, sort of thing. Get, <laughs> yeah. get the, and while everything's cooling, I'm tearing down my tent. Yeah. Right. Before I get breakfast done, like before I get out of my tent, everything's packed inside the tent. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a matter of getting the water going and stuff like that. Tear down my tent, pack it up, throw it into my bag. Water's boiled. I make my breakfast and I'm gone. Too easy. You yeah. Know? And that, that's exactly what it is. You can be up and, and off your site within the hour. Yeah. And. It's one of those things, like for me, early mornings, my stomach isn't ready to eat. Yeah. Right? So it's like, I might be able to choke down a granola bar, but I'm thinking I I won't be ready to eat till like eight or nine o'clock after you get on the water, you get your body working, get your appetite, you know. So we'll see. But, you know, I guess with... uh, with the, the savory, like the salty eggs and mm-hmm. and bacon and stuff like that. I, th- I think I could eat that, no problem. It's just, I, c- I can never eat oatmeal that early. Yeah. Oh, I can. I could eat that. No <laughs> problems. But you know what? If if I don't eat first thing, yeah. um, I'm not going to eat breakfast. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll munch like granola or a granola yeah. bar, stuff yeah. like that during the day. But I have a real hard time stopping to eat. Oh, okay. I just, I'm just not in the mood to sit for a proper meal. Mm-hmm. 
until I'm at the end of the day when everything's all set up and then I'll do dinner. Yeah. I, I, it's just, I just don't enjoy having to stop cause I'm having too much fun paddling and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, unless it's a, like, I'll do the pre-made meals. Yep. Like, you know, I, I got a baggie there and in the baggie is some jerky and some cheese and so whatever. Something you to know? quickly grab. Yeah. You don't, there's no prep. There's, yeah. you're you not just grab it. There's, anything yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And do that sort of lunch sort of thing. And, uh, and then again, you're off and, oh, yeah. and paddling yeah. along mm-hmm. again, right? Especially on, on days where you're, now it, it's different if you've got like a base camp and you're just out for a day trip, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're fishing and you catch shore lunch or something like yeah. that. But yeah, I, I, I find that when I'm out there, um, I have to force myself to eat. You I, kinda, you can, prefer, I often forget too. It's like, it's yeah. like, oh. You're I'm, munching granola yeah. all day or yeah. something, right? Or trail yeah. mix. Um, and then I, you run out of fuel. It's like, why am I cold? Why am, why am I tired? Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot to eat. I had a bowl of, I had a bowl of oatmeal in the morning. I had a couple handfuls of trail mix and that's all I've had yeah. all day. Yeah. Yeah. You, and, and it, it does become a problem and you, yeah. you have to, but I would rather stop somewhere from, for lunch than sit there for an hour, hour and a half doing breakfast. I agreed. I'm in the yeah. same boat as you. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. But like you say, hopefully what they've, what they've planned is, you know, everything's getting torn down and by the time everything's torn down. Yeah. Breakfast is all ready to go when yes. you're out the door. Yeah. Sort of thing that hopefully it all works out well mm-hmm. that way. Cause otherwise, yeah, that's a big time suck. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so it sounds like you guys are really coming together with this and. We are, we are. So everybody, and you know, like I think the boys have a better advantage of me physically because, uh, they, well, um, Grant and, uh, Peter Romain, they, uh, they did, uh, large sections of the, uh, what is the Adirondack, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The Adirondack, Adirondack Trail? The ATK? Yeah. yeah. So they've been, they've did large sections. They've been out hiking. They've been, they've been doing that stuff. And, uh, I've been, I've been doing some bike riding, but I haven't really been able to hit it until the last week or so, just because of my shoulder injury. Right. And so that was from back in February. And what was it? Uh, the, uh, physiotherapist, what, a week and a half ago, he cleared me to start paddling and start working more towards that. And I'm supposed to let him know how that's going. And so I've been exercising and been practicing with a big electric band and a paddle in the basement. I haven't been had a chance, just too busy to get out on the water, but, uh, I'll be out this weekend in the canoe. I'm going to do some laps and stuff like that and see how things go. But, uh, so far just the exercises, it hasn't been as bad as I had, uh, been concerned, but, uh, it's, uh, it's the, the physical direction that, uh, causes the shoulder pain is, has nothing to do with paddling. So I'm pretty lucky there. Uh, you, can you get one of those like a five, three, five or something? <laughs> I'm going to bring some Advil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely bring something, yeah. even though that stuff you rub in that yeah. uh, liquid heat or whatever. It, yeah. Yeah. Get the boys to rub or, me down. Yeah. yeah. Get them all. To, yeah. <laughs> That's a total other episode, my friend. <laughs> one that may not ever air. <laughs> well, like I say, it sounds like you guys are getting good on here and, uh, you got, uh, what's today? The 23rd. Uh, so seven, eight, nine, ten days. Mm-hmm. You're down to the ten it's days. Getting tight. St- almost yeah. single digits. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So like 
like I said, I've been physically preparing. I've been doing treadmill and stuff, but it's just the shoulders I've been careful with. So you got to be ready for those big portages, the Dixon Bonfield. That'll be a good one. <laughs> that I mean, yeah, there's in Algonquin Park, there yeah. are certain ones like Unicorn Hill coming into uh, yes. Cedar Lake. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I've done that one, two, three, four, five times. Yeah. And every time I swear I'll never do it again. This will be a first for me. Yeah. You'll like it. Yeah, you, it's fine. It's it's just long. Yeah. It's yeah. just long and tedious. So <laughs> anyway. Uh well hopefully, yeah. Hopefully it all good and uh we'll uh chat some more on it and yeah. Hopefully it all works out. Touch for base you. again before we leave and Yeah. Awesome. Yeehaw. Um we talked last week on the boundary waters. Yes. So this week on Tuesday. Uh, Betty McCollum, uh, which is Democrat for Minnesota. Yes. Introduced legislation and compelling the U.S. Forest, uh, what is that? The Forest? U.S. Forest Service. Forest Service to complete and release a study on toxic mining near Boundary Waters. Yeah. So previously this, so back in 2016, uh, what Obama had uh, presented legislation to stop, protect it, protect yeah. the area, and um, after that, uh, the uh, a new study was being prepared by Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. So he started this in 2018, uh, but well, actually in 2016, and then just I guess the study wasn't going well. So in 2018, he uh, he said, "Oh, uh, we're canceling it, but we're not going to show you the underlying data." Yeah. Well, and that's exactly, he refuses to hand it over. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, so, yeah, they're saying. <laughs> there's obviously something bad there, right? It was going, this 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 study was going on for 20 months. Yep. And then canceled. Yeah. And he's defying Congress by refusing to hand it over. Yeah. The information. It's incredible. So there's obviously something there that they don't want anybody to see. Yeah. So what exactly yeah. is it? Uh, any legislation would halt mineral leasing in the watershed of the Boundary Waters until completion of the de- and delivery of this study. So mm-hmm. that's the thing is that if this goes through, they'll the, have to finish. They'll that have study. to finish it, and while it's being finished, no one can do any mining. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully, it uh, the legislation passes, and that's what exactly what they can mm-hmm. do. Now this comes like a week after. The Bureau of Land Management renewed two leases for a Chilean company, Twin Metals. Yeah, um, which we will cover, I think, last week. We covered week last week, yeah. So, yeah. And, and they say, like, leases have never undergone a full environmental review. Yeah. So that's just shame, man. <laughs> Absolute shameful. It's just ridiculous how some of these things are, are panning out. And like for the longest time, we swear we'd never cover anything controversial, but this is the protection of the backcountry. This is the yeah. boundary waters. This is something that's important to preserve and protect. This is a huge water resource. You know what I mean? So this yeah. is this is not just some, some trees and some canoe routes. This is a huge source of drinking water for mm-hmm. a large area of people. It's, uh, you can't just blatantly, uh, ignore what is going to happen to these, uh, these, uh, pristine areas. Yeah. And, uh, we'll just be keeping an eye on this as well. And hopefully the legislation happens and these, these, uh, studies get done properly. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to take to, so the legislation has been introduced by Betty McCollum, 
But I wonder, like, does it like how is this going to have to come up for vote in Congress, or is it going to be have to be approved? Like, I, I don't know the process myself. Yeah. But uh, I wonder, wonder what kind of success she's going to find. Well, I hope she finds all success. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll keep following this and update as we go along. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, let's take a quick break here, and then we're going to come up with uh, a, we got a couple other little things to chit chat about, and then uh, call it a day. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. Welcome back. So only a couple little things here to, uh, just little things to, topics to cover here. Something to think about for your boats, all your boats, kayaks, canoes, yes. stand up paddleboards, whatever. Put a, if found sticker on them. We say this cause it's the beginning of the season. So yep. if you put a sticker on your boat with your information, not, not all your like address and all that sort of yeah. stuff, your name and a couple of phone numbers, mm-hmm. because if something happens to your boat, and it's floating away. If it gets found by search and rescue or somebody like that, they all they're going to see, they're going to see an empty boat with no, you know, maybe you've got your paddles in there, maybe your fishing gears in there or something like that. Life jackets in there. They're not going to know what the deal is. Yeah. They don't know. Out in the middle of a, say Lake Ontario or something like that. They find a boat. Mm -hmm. Where is the occupant? If your name and a couple of phone numbers is in there, they can phone your phone number. And if you're, you know, sitting on the beach and your phone rings or something, and they say, is this such and such? You have a boat? Yeah. Where is your boat? And you can go take a peek and realize you never pulled it up on the shore far it's enough. It's wandered or off. It's wandered off. <laughs> then that, that's like a, that's like a five minute thing for them. You're not spending hours because if they can't get a hold of, like if they don't know whose it is, they've automatically got yeah. to start searching. That's hours. That's time. That's money. That's manpower. That's resources. Yep. All because you forgot to pull <clears throat> your, your boat or whatever, <laughs> whatever sort of deal. Um, as well, if you can't reach you on those phone numbers, then there's potential, yeah, there's something wrong. Yeah. Or the second phone number is, you know, like a family friend or, you know, um, your second contact. They could whatever. contact looking for a trip itinerary or they yeah. could contact the park and say, Hey, uh, John Doe, uh, just found his canoe. Is he booked into the park? Yes, he is. He's going to be on these six lakes. Yeah. So, you know, for, as I, I I've read, read before, 30 seconds with a sticker and a Sharpie. Yep. It's all it takes. Too easy. So yeah. So yeah. Put your name, put your, your phone number on there. And, uh, if anything ever does happen, God forbid, then, uh, you're hopefully covered. You're covered. It'll save, might save your life, but, uh, in the end, it also might just mean you get your boat back. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Definitely. Faster too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Warren King, 
Makai Paddle Surf. Yes. We talked about this a while back. He was organizing this group. He's got a group of six people stand up paddle boarding over in Amsterdam. I was so tempted to join him on this. Oh, he's no he's, way could I get the time, vacation, or money to do it. Well, yeah, and you're doing your, your Minus Link too, so it kind of yeah. sucks. So when is he doing this? Now. They're over He's there right, right now. now. They're right over there now. Right now. They're currently. over there. They've been yeah. posting some pictures there. See, I thought he had also gone over in like February or something. He did a prelim trip. Just oh, just check to stuff out. scope yeah. it out. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. thought he was over there before. But yeah, they're going through canals, through the ta- through the cities yeah. and stuff like that. And like there's one they're putting, oh, we're we're putting in and there's like this windmill yeah. sitting there and all that. It's Amazing. really cool. It, it really looks like they're having a good time there. Uh, it looks like there's some cool damper periods and, and whatnot, but they're like visiting some of the cities at the same time. Yeah. So it's not like they're paddle boarding 24 seven sort of thing. No, it's like, it's, it's fun like and games. It's like a whole tour it's, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're seeing some of the city and you're doing some paddling. So you're seeing it from, you know, walking the streets Yeah. and you're seeing it from, from the, the water, from the water, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So I, I hope they're having a good time because it sure looks like they are. Um, that's about it for this week. You got anything else? Well, we just finished off. Who gave us some... Uh, oh, yeah. Bill and Candace Graham. So, Bill and Candace, we just finished off the last of the beer, and we want to say thank you very much for your most gracious gift. Whitewater Brewing Company. Yeah. Uh, we finished off the Midnight Stout and the Peanut Butter Shake tonight. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank you very much for the uh, yeah. for all these beers. They were that's really the, tasty. That's the end of the line for these. Now I got to start buying beer again. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess that's it. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to this episode and many others on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast download sites. You can also find it on the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com, where you can either download or stream, uh, all our episodes. And also check out our YouTube channel. We got videos there. Yes, we should do more of those. We should. We all we are. We're dead. We're doing. We're slowly doing them. Daily uploads. Da- daily. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything, you know, exactly work related to do yeah. that pays for this multi-dollar yeah. enterprise. Multi-dollar yes, enterprise. Exactly. So, <laughs> bring on the craft dinner. All right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest. We'll see you next time.